Well, good morning. Welcome to WNCN Radio. This is 89.1 FM coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Once again, very happy that you tuned in on this uh, this brand new year of ours. 20- yeah, or David Abood is here with me as always. Hey, John. Great to be here as always with you. Uh, hard to believe our, our show is what over. We're just talking before the before the show. No, that we're over what seven and a half years into this. Praise God, it's it's yeah. gone on that line. And what's interesting, David, is yeah, all of our shows. I think just about all of our shows have been recorded. Yes, and uh, your son Michael has put them on our podcast. And yeah, and the listeners, if you would like, you go to uh, the website www.john1421. That's J O H N. 1421.com and uh, you'll see all the shows that are listed there. You have to just scroll and they're all titled and they're dated Mm -hmm. and that's the shows we did here, the interviews we've done and how we've uh, connected with ministries and projects. I mean, literally all around the world, Northeast Ohio and all. So that's available to whoever wants to go on there. And um, we're very open this year too. If you're a listener and have a ministry or a significant event, a Christian event coming up, uh, you may want to contact us and we can see if we can give you some airtime to get that word out. Because that's one of the reasons we really are so grateful for this show, David, is yes. over the years is because it's a platform to, to, to get the word of God out and to explain the Bible better, and, and but also to provide an opportunity like for Fellowship of Christian Athletes or AIDS for Ghana or... Um, on and on and on, you know, East uh, Christian Businessmen Association, that they can come out and, and tell about their ministry, tell about the benefits, what's available. Uh, so this is kind of a multi-purpose station over here. When you yeah. think about it, oh, it sure is. So, so Jan, um, how 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 would the listeners reach you if they have ideas or would you know would like to if we have ministries or things that want to. Uh, possibly talk to us about coming on the show. Do you want to give them your email or just have them contact the studio? No, they can They can email me. It's Murtha, M-U-R-T-H-A, J, as in John, M, as in Michael, at yahoo.com. That's that's Murtha, M-U-R-T-H-A, J-M, at yahoo.com. And just send me a note and uh, whatever your question might be or any way I can help, I'm more than happy to do so. So, uh, Starting this new year, I think it's a great time to reflect, David, on um, where we are, where we've come from, where we're going to. We talked about that with Thanksgiving and then Christmas, the incarnation, yeah, and then going into the brand new year. And I thought we'd maybe talk and open up a conversation on this show about um, the benefits of the Christian faith or the benefits of being a, a believer, a Christian. You know, we can look at this, we will look at this. As an individual, what happens when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, but also in society, how his Christianity benefits society, culture, uh, what's the impact it's made on history? Everybody knows, even if if you're not a believer in the Christian faith, something seismic happened in the first century. Yeah. Something seismic happened, and the world's never been the same again. Mm -hmm. Now, we, of course, (laughs) as Christians, we believe what the Bible says, that Jesus Christ died on the cross was buried, he rose again on the third day, and uh, ascended to heaven, and his followers, who were really under-resourced people, they weren't powerful, highly intellectual, didn't have a lot of money, they certainly didn't have weapon systems at their mm-hmm. uh, their fingertips, but they took the gospel out, all through the Roman Empire, and basically changed all world history, to the point now that we date our calendar 
from the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's pretty significant. You know? I would think so. Yeah. So and, let's look at this, the benefits. I'm going to yeah. just uh, open up by reading from Psalm 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know, we should not forget the benefits of what it means to be a believer or the benefits that uh, it's provided for mankind. Yeah. You know, the very fact we're sitting here today in a country where we have this freedom uh, to go over radio waves to share the gospel message, the Bible, you can't do that in a lot of parts of the world. They would shut you down in a minute if you name the name of Jesus Christ. So I want us to look at that, like the psalmist says 3,000 years ago, forget not all of his benefits. And I thought we could go back and forth on this day, but we'll talk, look, as an individual believer, what benefits did you receive when you became a Christian? Uh, yeah. How was society impacted? We're going to look at that. The start yeah. of schools, hospitals, orphanages, um, how it, it, Jesus elevated the, the dignity of children, mm -hmm. of women, of marriage. Um, all of these things we take for granted, but they're really the benefits of what Jesus did and accomplished. And we're just, uh, you know, yeah. the repercussions from what I call that, that seismic event 2,000 years ago, we still feel the repercussions of it today as we sit here. Yeah, He changes lives. He changes culture. And, John, from my experience uh, with you on the walk, uh, becoming a Christian, you know, I think the first key piece before we can see all the benefits of being a Christian, uh, you know, for ourselves and, and for, you know, the world citizens, it's really the fact that you have to really focus on faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the crucial facet of faith is defined in Hebrews 11, 1, now that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. There's a whole list of benefits of being a Christian, numerous blessings and benefits, but the walk with God is a trusted walk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's very akin, you brought this up a lot, like I came in here and just sat down in my chair. Right. I, I didn't even think twice that the chair wouldn't support me. We wake up every day and have faith that there's oxygen, we're going to have, you know, water to drink. Um, we're going to trust when we deposit a check in a bank that the bank's legit and, you know, our check is going to be safe. If we can just take some of that trust in faith and the physical world and focus on giving that to God, the benefits are unlimited right. for us. Right. And it, as I notice, the stronger my faith becomes where I just trust him in circumstances, he just continues to overwhelm me with things that far exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So I think the formula is not just, as you said, we talked about this before the show, taking Jesus as your Lord and Savior and saying the prayer, but it's being in a church. But really, I think the secret sauce is faith and how you define it in the relationship that you have with God, trusting him in all areas of your life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like you said, faith faith is, 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 is a key ingredient because we're trusting in something we don't see, but that's not uncommon. Yeah. You get on a jet airplane, you're trusting that those pilots are certified and the mechanics filled it with gas. If you get on an elevator that's going up 20 stories, if yeah. you go to the doctor's office, he says you need some kind of surgery. Mm -hmm. But the Bible also says faith cometh by hearing yes. and hearing by the word of God. So go to your example of the bank. You go to your bank 
and you deposit, let's say, $5,000, right. but you see that certificate yeah. that, that's FDIC, this yeah. is federally insured, your right. money up to, I don't know what it is. 100000 Or 250 yeah. It's protected. Yep. You get on an elevator, and what do you see in the back of the elevator? Uh-huh. The Seal of Ohio, right. very official looking. This thing can handle 3,000 pounds. Well, by reading that, it gives you a certain amount of faith and peace, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing, you go to a doctor's office. I always say the more surgery you need, the more diplomas you want to see on the wall. Am I right? Yeah. That's why they put diplomas on the wall. Ew. And that's why lawyers, when you're going to trust them, all you see in the back of them is books. Because it, because why? Yeah. The scripture, the Bible clearly says, mm-hmm. uh, without faith, it is impossible to believe God. But how do we get faith? We get faith by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So if the word of God says something to us like, uh, well, for example, Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Yeah. Well, he's telling us right there, we have this invisible thing called a soul yep. that's worth more than all the wealth in the world. Yes. Now, so you can either believe the world, which says, no, don't worry, you don't have a soul. Just get all you can here. Enjoy life. Yeah. Try to really maximize comfort and pleasure and minimize pain. Don't worry about the soul. Whereas Jesus says just the opposite. Put your emphasis on the soul. And you got to, God's going to help take care of your physical needs. Yes. Am I right? Amen. So no, that's the truth. Yeah. The, the idea being that the more you're into the word of God, the more you understand the word of God, the more you're aware of the benefits of God, which we're going to talk about. We started actually talking about today. And the first thing you say, the Bible says, let's say in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave, it's a gift, mm-hmm. his only begotten son. And okay, so what do we do about that? Whoever believeth in him, death, burial, resurrection, shall not perish. There's the warning. There's perishing if we don't heed this. Perishing means separation from God, right? Eternity. Should not perish but have everlasting life. So there it is in that little packaged verse, all these kind of components of how to have a great life. Yes. And, you know, I I love the verse 2 Corinthians 4, 18. It says, um, we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Exactly right. Yeah. So we don't see our soul, but it's eternal. We don't see angels, but they're in the atmosphere. They're around here. Demons, are. we don't see them, but the Word of God declares it. We don't see God, but the Bible says, in Him we live and move and have our being. Yeah. So there's, I always share with people, that the most important things in the physical realm are unseen. For example, the air we breathe, we don't see. The thoughts we think, we don't see. Those are very important things, right? Air and thoughts. The words we speak, we don't see. We don't see gravity, but we're stuck on these chairs down here, not on the ceiling, or we don't just float out into space. Right. These are all invisible things that are very important in the physical realm. We'll elevate that to the spiritual. How much more important is the soul, angels, Yep. Demons, God, heaven, all these invisible things. So how do we uh, how do we come to understand them through the Word of God? Yes, yeah, key. right. And um, you know, one John five four to five says the victory that is over through faith in Jesus Christ we obtain the victory that has overcome the world. So uh, I wrote down a bit a biblical concept of faith includes believing that God exists and that He is wholly trustworthy. So much so that we base our lives on him and his word, doing what it says, no matter what our physical eyes tell us. And as we grow in our faith, and, and, and that's the real difference. You know, I ignored my 
my soul for so long. Mm -hmm. It was only, you know, I say this a lot, it was only like 14 years ago, I started to really, you know, look at my faith and realized I wasn't a true Christian. Mm -hmm. I wasn't living a Christian life. I wasn't putting any effort into my relationship with God. And faith is a gift from him. Um, and when you really start to get into it and you talk to him and you understand the relationship, that's when the doors of, of opportunity, grace, mercy, and, you know, and gifts just start to flow in your life. It's not to say, and I have, I've had a lot of people say this to me, well, we still have hardships. We, we became a Christian and we're sure you, you will always have hardships. Jesus told us that before he ascended. And he also told us to focus on today because tomorrow has enough of its own problems. But when you walk with Christ, you just have a calm about you. Yeah. When you start to trust him, you see what faith does for you and you see how he continues to bless you in your life. Like you coming into our family, that was a true blessing. Did I deserve it? No. Uh, was I planning on it? No. Was I planning I'd run into you and we'd become friends and we'd be doing the show? No. But that's what, what happens. He just starts to do things you never expected and put you in places you never thought you would be. Right, right. So this is a perfect example. Uh, one of the benefits. So let's look like the psalmist says, forget out all his benefits. Yeah. So number one benefit of a Christian, we'll start on the individual and then we'll move into society. Yeah. Number one is forgiveness. You have forgiveness of sins. Yes. And it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, now there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Here's what Paul says. He says in 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 9, he, he says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. All of us were some part of those sins, right? But here's what he says. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You see that? Yeah. How that changed, that that benefit that now mm -hmm. this was our old lifestyle, yeah. right? Yeah. We didn't even care. I mean, yeah. it was just what it was. But then when you come to Christ, you receive him as your Savior, like you'll share at the end of here, the sinner's prayer. Um, then he washes you by the blood. You're clean. Mm -hmm. He sanctifies you. That is to mean you set you apart. He helps you grow in Christ's likeness. Mm -hmm. And he justifies you. That means just as if you've never sinned. You're declared innocent. Not, not that we've done anything, but because Jesus took the penalty. And now he says, you're a new creature in Christ. So number one benefit mm -hmm. of the Christian faith, we'll look at several, we'll look at many. But now we can have forgiveness of sins, yeah. but that also means forgiveness of guilt. Yes. We no longer carry that as a backpack. Yeah, and we, we just did a show last week on Ecclesiastes where we were focused on King Solomon. And before he died, wealthiest man in the world at the time, at least one of them, yeah, right? One of sure, five sure. or whatever. Um, he spent his money on anything he could think of to give himself pleasure. Homes, women, vineyards, whatever he could spend money on. At the end of the day, he realized it was worth nothing. That this world's a rat race and the only true happiness we will ever have is with our relationship in Jesus Christ. And that's something that will go on into perpetuity um, and into eternal life. So it, uh, I really, it, the main thing is opening your eyes that you can't wait on this stuff. Mm. You got to do it now. Yeah, right. 
Right. You got to do it now because we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow or in the next 10 minutes, whatever it is. Exactly. Don't right. wait. You, you know, and, and I just, I, I always wondered, how did I get nudged? And, you know, the main thing was I was in an industry that got crushed during the stock market crash right. in 2008. And I was searching for answers. Why did this happen? I didn't do anything wrong. You know, this was the, the, the economy that drove all this. We, we, we were sticking, doing everything. We didn't do anything wrong. And this still crushed us, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then having connected to you and seeing how you live as a missionary. And, you know, we even talked to people at WEC that said they no longer worry about anything in the material world. They know that with the relationship with Christ, he will provide. Right. You've got the greatest treasure. Once you receive him, yeah. the second benefit, of course, is the you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now, again, that's unseen, but it's very real. And the Paul in Colossians chapter 1 says it's the greatest mystery hidden throughout all the ages to have Christ yeah. in your inner being. Yeah. And uh, the, he even says you have in these earthen vessels, our bodies, this heavenly treasure. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things that made Christianity so appealing in the first and second century. Yeah. You had people who were soldiers, servants, slaves, uh, all kinds of people who were abused, and they, they, they would go to these pagan temples just to try to get yeah. a little solace. But to know, whoa, God loves me. He died in my place. He's going to, and I'll become a temple. I can become a temple of the Holy Spirit. He'll illuminate my mind. These are great, if you want to say, selling points, these benefits. Yeah. And, so that was number one is forgiveness, the removal of guilt, yeah. and then the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's just three as we start on this journey. Well, another benefit in Galatians 2.20, a new life in Jesus Christ. You know, I was just sitting here right. thinking of the government protection program where they totally wipe out your old identity and you get a new one. I like I watch like yeah, right. films. And, you know, I was thinking that's exactly what happens when you become a follower of Christ. Can you think about it? Your old self. The old dirty self, the old sinful self, the old self you were embarrassed about, stuff you did, the way you treated people is all forgiven. And you basically go into a phone booth like Superman, yeah. Clark Kent, and you come out and you are totally new and a different, you're in a different race. Oh, yeah. You, you've left the skeleton. Yeah. You've left the skeleton behind the old self. Now that's exciting to me. Oh yeah, and and I've seen, and it is also, it allows you to not be so critical of yourself, and to always be, you know, um, locked in a chair with the bad things you did in the past, yeah, or the people you've hurt, or the things you said to hurt people. Not to say that you you know you you do need to process that, but then move on. You know, what, what, I'm going off on a tangent because this is so important. I, I know the main thing you told me is you said, Dave, how big is the rear view mirror in your car? Mm -hmm. Now look at your windshield. Yeah, right, right. So when, if you just forget about the little rear view mirror and just look at the windshield, that's your life with yeah, Christ. Exactly right. It's all new and it's all fresh and it's all coming right at you. And that's what the Apostle yeah. Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind us is I press on to the high calling of Christ Jesus. So he lived a terrible life. He was religious, but he's a persecuted Christian. He threw him in jail. But God saved him right. and gave him a brand new life. And then that's why the scripture will say, if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation or creature. All things are passed away. Behold, your diet is different. There are yeah. things you desire now. 
Yes. It's different. It's, you, yes. You lose your, oftentimes God takes these appetites away for like, you know, no longer wanting drugs or, or a drunkard or pornography yeah. or blaspheming, using God's name or mm -hmm. these go. Sometimes they go rather quickly in repentance. It's just, you go, wow. I, and then you look back years later, you can't believe you even did that stuff mm -hmm. or said that stuff, right? Yeah. Because you're a new creation. Those things give you a short high, a short fix. Right. But what they also do, and we've seen this with people we've interviewed that have had addiction problems, is they are killing you quicker than you would have died just because it's eating you out from the inside. Oh, yeah. And with Christ, you get stronger. It's almost like, you know, you start with a half a marathon or you start with a 5, 10K, you go up to a half a marathon, a marathon, then you're running the ultra marathons at 100 miles. Sure. And you get stronger by investing in the relationship versus those things. It's just you're living from one day or one weekend to the next, and it's just killing you mentally, physically. And that's exactly what the enemy wants, to distract you from the great life. You're right you can have if you get into the new race. Right. With oh, you're right. You're right. It's like a share yeah. height. Sin, it says in Hebrews 11 mm -hmm. that sin is pro pleasurable for a season. Yeah. It's, for a short season, it, mm -hmm. it seems fun. You're getting right. away with something. But it's like a sugar high. It doesn't last. It's mm -hmm. not sustainable. Yeah. So the third thing, whether we, we mentioned forgiveness, freedom from guilt, uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And now you start having power because you have the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> you have a power to live a transformed life. And one of the things that got me when I became a Christian in 1975, mm -hmm. number one, my sins were forgiven. Yeah. And number two, I was now empowered to live a totally different life. Yes. Those are two big, big benefits. Yeah. And um, when you look at 1 Peter 5, uh, you know, the, one of the main things we get too is God's protection and power. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's something, you know, we've talked about in the past that when, when God breathed life into us, he gave us the physical body, but he also gave us a soul Yeah. because he was breathing his life into us. Right. People forget about the soul until it's too late. But with that soul, we're, we're also in two worlds, the physical and material world here on earth, but also the supernatural world. Right. And in the supernatural world, the enemy is roaming free and you need God's protection. This is like an Avenger movie, man, when the aliens are coming down on you trying to destroy the village and the community. This happens every day. So one of the things I do in the morning is I, I pray before I get out of bed and I ask God to put his armor on my family and I. Oh, sure. You know, so in Ephesians 6, you know, the belt of truth, breast, pray, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, shoes shot with the gospel and sword of the word, which is the mightiest thing. Right. And we saw how Jesus used that when he was in a uh, 40-day fast. Right. The enemy kept coming to him. He just used the word. The word of God was um, To defend himself. So there, you could see the, the enthusiasm that I'm trying to convey to folks because it's what we, you and I feel regularly with well, our walk in Christ. Sure. That's one of the more benefits. Now, last one I said was the indwelling of the Holy yeah. Spirit, but to your point, now that the Holy Spirit indwells you, the Word of God says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Well, who's in the world? The enemy. The yes. Demons, demonic. There's this, Like you say, this is real. We don't see it, but now believe me, you can see it all over the world today. And Jesus says, I give you power to trample upon certain yes. scorpions. That's a metaphor or a, poetic, a way of saying 
uh, demons. So, and again, when I lived in Southeast Asia for many years, these people fear the demons. They do all kinds of special rituals. They wear special beads and they have strings and they have these uh, soldiers get yeah. these tattoos. They think it's going to repel bullets. But the problem is, is they know there's a spirit world. They're afraid of these evil yes. but they don't know what to do about it. Yeah, and and we do now that we're cre- yeah we're we're really very empowered as believers uh, with the Holy Spirit. That's why we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yeah. That's in the Lord's mm-hmm. prayer. But Jesus in John chapter seventeen, mm-hmm. he's praying for all yeah. believers. He says to his heavenly Father, keep them from the evil one. In other words, we can pray these kind of prayers, but the poor people out in the world, before we knew Christ, David, we were just like walking around. It's like being on a football field with no equipment or going into a a battle with no gun, no flag jacket, no helmet, no nothing. You're just, what's going on here? Mm. And people are getting mowed down, right? Life and center. You see it every day, overdoses, Mm -hmm. people doing things they don't want to do, and they end up the rest of their life in prison, Uh, just crazy stuff it's need not be but you we've talked to missionaries around the world and they tell you yes we've heard these testimonies right with the powder mm. yes demon possessed people yes demon activity and they just stand on the yes on the they of god and the power of the holy spirit that's why even 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 singing hymns mm-hmm. has the power to repel the demonic because the bible tells us god inhabits the praises of his people and so when you're singing there's power in the blood and upgrade thou art, um, amazing grace. This lifts your spirit and it strengthens you, which leads us to the third benefit. The fifth benefit is community. Mm-hmm. When you come to Christ, uh, you're not alone. Yes. It's not a do-it-yourself thing. And that's why we say you say the sinner's prayer. And on the day of Pentecost, they said, repent, believe. And then they got baptized and then they joined churches. <clears throat> Big yeah. or little, at the, you know. That's not the issue. The issue is you're not doing it alone. You got other people to help you. Yes. And that opens up a whole new vista. Am I right? John, how many times have I talked to you about I have this important meeting? Could you pray with me mm-hmm. before I go in? And I've seen texts from you, um, you know, saying, Dave, I prayed for you. How did the meeting go? Mm-hmm. Wow. I never had that before I mm-hmm. came to the Lord. I, I was a one-man show. You know, I, I was uh, a lone wolf. And so the lone wolves don't make it, and you are an easy target. So, you know, as strong as you think you are, and I thought, you know, I could just take over the world myself, what a mistake. Um, But I will tell you the strength you get. It's kind of like being in the Roman army when they make that, you know, that shield of protection amongst themselves. Yeah, and every area is covered. Um, that's what you get with God's uh, shield of faith, uh, his hedge of protection, and fellow believers praying for you right. and being with you in community. Right. right? Church. Yeah. You go to the church and how much it helps your children. Yeah. How much it helps when you go there, knowing that it's not only supporting a church, but it's sending missionaries around the world or it's feeding poor people at the city yeah. in Cleveland. Uh, you worship God together. You pray together. Like you say, you see answers to Yes. Um, we never thought about no. stuff before, right? right. And then all of a sudden, you feel yeah. empowered, yeah. And the, the, which leads to the next step or next benefit is you now become an influencer. You can affect people. You got a you got a message to share. This is what happened mm-hmm. to me, kind of a story. But all of a sudden, 
you know, I told the story when I used to work as a social worker for a soldiers relief commission. And a lot of my clients, uh, lived downtown at yeah. Arbor Light Salvage. They were alcoholics, but they were veterans, so we were helping them as best mm -hmm. we could. Yeah. But I remember they would come to me, and um, they would tell their story. They're out of work, and they've been trying to go to AA, and really, some are like homeless or so. But I had nothing to give them, David. You know, I, mean, I wasn't a believer. I would say, are you going to your meetings? Are you trying to get day labor? Mm -hmm. Are you staying out of trouble? But if I said now, I'd say, hey, God loves you. He doesn't want you to live like this. He wants you to have a brand new life, like we've been talking about, in Jesus Christ. He wants to put you in with other believers, in community. He wants to clean you up, so to speak, and empower you. I would have had a message that I could have prayed with them, and if they would accept Christ, their whole life would yeah. start, you know. Yeah. But I didn't have that. Yeah. I was so. But now we become influencers. We become ambassadors for Christ, start with our own family. You know what happened? You met yeah. the tailor, your friend, and you just started talking casually, and all of a sudden he's interested. Yeah. And now all people are at different levels mm -hmm. of accepting Jesus, yes. rejecting Jesus. But at least now we have a story to tell. We do. Yeah. And, you know, before, you know, now that I'm in it and learning, I have a ton more to learn and grow with the Lord. I mean, just because, you know, I, I'm with you, but when I see where you're at, you know, right now, I... I'm like way down on the totem pole, and but that's good because when you're around fellow believers that have achieved a certain amount with their faith and their growth as a Christian, it only helps you. It's just like feeding into your son or daughter. It's the same idea, exactly. and God wants that. It's the same relationship um, that you have with him. But if you don't have Christ in your life, God in your life, you are only, in my opinion, running at about 10% right. of where you could be yeah. if you had him in your life. And that's for your family, and that's for your community, no, and the people you care about. No, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So it literally is, it's like you're watching TV black and white, yeah. and all of a sudden you got high-definition mm -hmm. color. Everything changes. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I, I accepted Christ about 50 years ago, and man... I never looked back for a second. No, you haven't. It just kept unfolding. Huh? And one of the benefits, another benefit, not just church community, but the people you meet along the way, mm -hmm. coaches and, and mm -hmm. business people that are Christian, that I didn't know that yet, and we're inviting you to men's breakfast over here, and you want to help with this project mm -hmm. over there. You're going overseas. I mean, I've been on, you know, yeah, little 20 international trips, you know, and been meeting people, and, you know, and you've been up to Mission Headquarters and, seeing people now god's giving you creative ideas yeah you're in your set. yes he has and well, all we could do is say thank you and then try to cultivate the gifts he gives yes with the time we're allotted here right but the idea being that that it's you know it's hard to tell unbelievers this mm -hmm. it's like we're on the outside before i was a believer i i knew i knew a couple christians mm -hmm. but they never really sat down and explained yeah. things so i didn't I, there was something <laughs> different but once you're in it mm -hmm. in it and we're not talking Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Roman Catholic, Eastern. I, I'm not talking denomination or churches right now. I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to turn your back on the old world, your old way of life, and you say, this is what hit me, is that whole night. He died on the cross, nails in his hands, in his feet, six hours from start to finish to bleed out and kill him. For me, for me, and when that hit me, game over. I mean, that was it. Then I wanted to live a whole new life. I, I was with you. Think about leaving paradise, mm. 
with his father, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, leaving paradise and coming into it to take human form just so he could be the perfect sacrifice. And it's his blood that allows us to have all of our sins removed. And so God can look at us now to say, you know, Jesus Christ has done this yeah. when you walk with him. But the main thing, too, is in John 3, 16, we are granted victory over death and eternal life. There you go. As a follower of Christ, hey, man, um, if you're going to if we're going to compete against a, a weekend buzz, I'll take this any minute, any second of the day right. to be walking this way versus a weekend buzz, whether it's pornography, alcohol, drugs. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Um, you just got to try it. And and when you when you dip in and you start to read, you always lead people to John, don't you, initially? I like to. Okay, so John Murtha has always told people in my network, just start with John. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and take a look. But listen, once you get into it, you'll never look. Man, I uh, it, can't. You brought up a good point, David, about eternity. Mm-hmm. What, let me read this scripture. It says about when Jesus came. It's in Hebrews it says, uh, chapter 2, verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, that's yeah. us, Jesus himself likewise shared in the same mm-hmm. that you said he became, in the incarnation, he came down mm-hmm. to earth as a human being. Death through death, that's his death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devils, and yeah. release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. There's a lot of people out there that are fearing death. Yeah. They don't want to admit it. They kind of almost deny it or they'll get drinking or get distracted or mm-hmm. entertainment. But we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's just but it's saying here Jesus took the stinger out of death. And to know that, and I've been with people that have been Christians, I've been at the deathbed of different people. Yes. And to know that that's <laughs> that's not the end. Okay. It's just yes. trauma. And the best is yet to come. And that's why it says in the Bible, for a believer. I have not seen their ear or entered into the heart of man what great things God has for those that believe, that love him and that believe upon him because we're all going to leave here. You know, life is so short. Oh, my God. It's just we're like on this escalator called time. And to not prepare for that, this is what concerns me about people. Yes. They don't even think about it. I was watching an interview with Christopher Hitchens be, uh, he was a famous, one of the biggest uh, atheists of our time. He wrote The God Delusion. He's, yeah. And he, he was dying of uh, throat cancer. And this guy was interviewed. It wasn't a Christian, but he was just saying, he says, well, Christopher, aren't you worried that when you die, maybe you're wrong and there is a God? Because he was a hardcore atheist. He goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, and the journalist was not a Christian, but he just says, wouldn't you be a little concerned that there could be a God? And he goes, well... I'm not, I don't know. I mean, he was going into eternity with that kind of uncertainty, whereas we serve a, the Christian faith is about an empty tomb. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about an empty grave. It's about somebody yells itself, the resurrection, the life. Yeah. And he answers life's biggest mystery. Yes. Biggest fear. Yes. Uh, biggest eventuality. Yeah. We'll have to die. Yeah. And there's an empty tomb there. Yeah. There's no other Confucius, Buddha, Muhammad. You know, Joseph Smith, they all are in the, you know, we, we, show me where his tomb is. Show me where Jesus is buried. It's not, not. 
Amen. You know, um, if I look at Galatians 2.20, I have this verse. The Christian life is also supposed to be one of death to self in order to live a life by faith. Paul told the Galatians, uh, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me tell you, that may sound scary. It's one of the best things that ever happened. Tenfold. Uh, There's a lot in that verse. Yeah, but it, it, it will be death to yourself. That's why when you when you go out to parties, you're not looking for that ultimate buzz anymore. Uh, yeah, sure, you can socialize and do a little bit of stuff, but you're not looking for the same things that gave you uh, happiness. Yeah, right. It, because this is totally different. If you want true happiness, there's only one path, man. You, you know, I'm telling you, and and I've seen it in your life and in my short life uh, with uh, with Christ. That the, there's there's nothing better. And look at it checks all the boxes. Look, yeah, not only things we've just been talking about, we touched on about six or seven benefits. Yeah, but it's the it offers you the best way to raise your children mm -hmm. and your grandchildren. Am I right? It just yeah. does. You don't yeah. mean all these other books and all this other stuff, but <clears throat> to get a child. Look at our kids and, you know, um, look at how it's changed their life. Yeah. And now it's going to the next yeah. generation. Yeah. And do you want to build your offspring, uh, offspring on a wood foundation or a sand foundation? Or do you want to impress upon them building their house, their families, the focus of their life on true stone. Exactly. You know, which is what you're building on when you follow the word of God and follow Jesus Christ. And so whether you have a hurricane, whether you have a tornado, whether you have a nuclear explosion right. in the future, yeah. you are founded on this pillar, which which is just immovable. Exactly. And it's always consistent. And even if something were to happen in the future, who knows? Um, we have our faith and we know that we have um, God's protection, yeah, and they're not, right. you know. And we have eternity. Think about it for just a minute. Yeah, you know, you, you know. I you wake up and it seems like, you know, the birthday I had ten years ago was just yesterday. Yeah, right, right. So they well, time is a vapor. It says that and it's like yes, I'll die. Vulcan. Yeah, you know that's why I always say inside every eighty-year-old, there's an eight-year-old that says, "Hey, what just happened?" Because you know. It just, it just, time is going so quick. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember when my mother, right before she died, she says it went so fast. You yeah. Know, other people, I just heard, was talking to a guy last week. He was with somebody and, and the very thing, his wife said before she died, I think she had cerebral hemorrhage or something. Yeah. She goes, I, I thought I'd have more time. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's yeah. just life. We're here for a reason. We're surrounded by creation that every bit of creation tells us there's a creator. You almost have to hide under a rock, not to see design. You know, I always hold up an acorn and a ball bearing. Yeah. I go, you know, the ball bearing can do like two or three things, right? You can play marbles with these, you can put it as a slingshot. But this acorn, you put it in the ground, in about 20 years, it's going to be three times the size of your house, yeah. producing thousands of acorns and leaves and flowers. And it's all contained in that little acorn. Yes. The size of a marble. If yeah. you can't see intelligence in there and life and design mm -hmm. and code and all this other stuff, then... You're just being blind. And that's why the Bible says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You can't be blindfold and let alone to see a little baby. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, That's the other thing that God tells us. And you really cannot close your eyes or your ears or your, your senses to this. 
he said, look, I created the universe. There is no excuse for you right. not to see that I exist. Right. Romans 120. Yeah. So, so it, it's not like we're threatening anybody, but we're also trying to tell you what he said. Yeah. It, th there's no excuse for you if you don't consider following Christ. You're not going to, there is no excuse. Your soul is going to go somewhere. Yeah. It's either heaven or it's the other place. Yeah. And, and you don't have a choice in that unless you take control of your life and make that choice. Yeah, right. If you just go along until you think you're going to be in your rocking chair reading the Bible at age 80, and then you'll take the Lord, gosh, I really invite you to think about it differently. Yeah, plus you want yeah. to use this time to lay up treasures in heaven. Right. It says, you know, lay up your treasures in heaven. Yeah. Moth and rust and thief doesn't get in. So every good deed we do, every time we share the gospel, every time we give a little yeah. money to help the poor, you're laying up treasure in heaven. Yeah. And you're, you're, we can't earn our salvation, but we can live a life that thanks God for our salvation. Yes. You know, and that's important. That's one of the benefits we have now is you look at life differently. You just see, mm -hmm. like, like why hold a grudge against somebody? The Bible says, forgive as you've been forgiven. Or, or um, if you have opportunity, help somebody up. It, it instills a whole new mindset. And that's why then maybe next week we'll get into how Christianity affected culture and society laws like elevation of respect for women and the preciousness of life and um, uh, that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed with their creator well what does that come from that comes from the bible yeah the importance of the individual um the the the, the idea of that uh share if you have something mm -hmm. to share that's contrary to that roman world where christianity came about there was yeah it was rough and tumble it was pushing and shoving, but Jesus brought in this whole thing about humility yes. and humbleness and yes. forgiveness and love, and that's permeated our law system. He lived it. You know, uh, when I think about my big issue still is I hang on to bitterness, mm. and um, and I know this is not about flesh and blood. You know, we're taught that with the supernatural, it's it's about that. Mm -hmm. It's not about fighting each other, right? It, it's it's understanding that you're in the supernatural world and you need God's protection. Right. But when I think about what they did to Christ and he did nothing wrong, and then his last words on the cross is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. That then tells me, are you kidding? You're hanging on to this with this family member? What is wrong with you? Mm. You know, how can you... So what I tried to, to do, and I'm not perfect at this. I'm still human and a sinner. I, I, I you know, so... I just pray for that person. Yeah. I pray for their family. I pray that, you know, they come to know you and follow you, Jesus. And what I find is my anger and bitterness starts to leave. Nice. That's the only way I've been able to remove that, the, that kind of bitterness towards other people, yeah. is by praying for them. That's powerful because it says in the Lord's Prayer, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Mm -hmm. And that's why the cross yep. becomes the greatest icon or logo or symbol of all human history. And what yeah. is the cross about? It shows the depths of man's sin, but the height of God's love. And it just stares at us. The cross, like you said, one of those last things Jesus says is forgive them. He's asking forgiveness for men that just pounded nails into his hand, yeah. let alone for us centuries later. Mm -hmm. But, the, 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 I've learned a couple of things in my lifetime. One is the key to life is relationship. Yeah. It is the key to life. Mm -hmm. But relationships based on love and the 
first primary relationship is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's number one. The second is relationship with other people, starting with your primary mm -hmm. spouse and children and then family and, you know, outward. But I don't care. if I've, I've met poor people, really yeah. not impoverished, but didn't have much. And they had a happy family. Yeah. They prayed together in Thailand up in these mountains. And they had joy and incredible answers to prayer. And I've, I've known wealthy people, and their lives are out of control. And the poor kids, this, and there's bitterness, and there's, oh, man. And they got it all. But look at look at, look at at the news. And Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. and this guy, and this guy, and that mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, they got a boat. Yeah, they got a plane. But what? Their relationships are all shattered. Yes. You know, not all, but I'm mean, you good flying. Yeah. yeah. The key to life is relationships. Mm -hmm. And the Jesus established the greatest relationship of all. What I like is that he gives us a great picture of that in the Old Testament when the Jewish people were in Egypt for 400 years under slavery, mm -hmm. bitterness. Remember, they were making bricks to build the monuments and all that, <clears throat> tortured. And then Pharaoh wants to kill all the little baby boys because the population is increasing. And Finally, Jesus says Moses as a deliverer, and the ultimate thing, he says, get an innocent layout, kill it, put the blood on the doorpost, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Yeah. And when they did that, they got out the next day, but they got it through the blood of a layout. Yeah. So now we're under bondage before we come to Christ, under darkness, uh, bondage, sin, habits, whatever. But he says, if you'll put the blood over you, if you'll accept that crucified the sacrifice that Jesus made, you go free. Yeah. You're going to go free. You, I see the blood. I'll pass over you. Perfect picture. We'll get into this later on in the mm -hmm. pictures in the Old Testament yeah. of Jesus. And once you see it, you go, wow, he put that thousands of years before the crucifixion so that thousands of years later, we can have a firmer faith. You know, um, I, I think one of the big things too, just to ex expand upon what you said is, when you become a follower of Christ, you can put everything that's burden, burdening you on him. Mm. Financial issues, relationship issues, business issues, family issues, kid issues, and just give it to him in full faith. And, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote, when we lose one blessing, another is often most unexpectedly given to us in its place. Wow. And I believe that. You know, and sometimes we don't know what's best for us. And and so, you know, you always told me if you're going to a king, you know, you might as well ask for everything you, you're praying for and and just see what he does, because he has the authority to do it all. Yeah. So, so your prayers, you know, things that, you know, you don't want to say, well, you know, I'd like a Ferrari yeah. instead of my yeah. Nissan or whatever it is, you know, not those kinds of things. But but when you ask for you know, things uh, with Christ, you can't believe what he provides. Just like C.S. Lewis said, you know, you thought you were going to get this one blessing, you didn't get it, and then he brings you something better. Better. Yeah. That brings us up to the last benefit due to time. Yeah. This program. And we're so happy people are tuned in today. Um, and again, the topic we have today is the benefits of a Christian life. You know, the, yeah. you know Psalm 103 says, forget not all his benefits. I think we went over six or seven, but you touched on the last one. I think we'll finish with that. And that's the idea of the, the power and the privilege of praying. See, before we were believers, David, at least my experience, I kind of prayed set prayers because I went to church and they say, and I'll say this, oh yeah, and I'll say that. 
But now my prayers are very personal mm. and they get real, you know, for a son or a daughter or a business opportunity or God give you a favor to open this door. And, but he wants to be included in your life. Mm -hmm. Like a father wants to be included. Oh, he asks children's life. And it, 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 he's a good God. And he, Jesus says, look, if you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your your children, speaking of us fathers, how much more so your heavenly father wants to give you. He wants to. Yeah. Because just like when our children ask, Dad, can you give me a baseball glove? Dad, can I get a bicycle? <laughs> you don't want to just spoil them. But now you got it in your mind. You know what? Yeah. If I see that, I'm going to get up for them. What? You want the joy sure. of saying, so how much more so the Father, like your business, David, and your inventions, mm -hmm. you want to glorify God yes. and help people, but in the process, you're going to employ people. And so it's a, it's a good prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, you say, God, son, mm -hmm. you pray, God, give me favor. God, give me insight. God, give me creative ideas. We knew none of this stuff now before we were believers. Now, I, you know, I mean, I, I pray, you know, God, if it's possible, when I became a Christian, that let me go back to Southeast Asia to share the gospel. No, just I want to go. And then I met my wife, Marie. That's what we did. He opened the door. We weren't that well. And Cater, another one I got to help the believers there in churches and prisons. And, and now you have nine churches dedicated in your and Marie's honor in Thailand. Yeah, I mean, but you didn't ask for that. Oh. And, and those are the kind of gifts that just blow you away and that, you know, this radio station. Yeah. Thanks. This radio. Yeah. It's the end of right. Ballard. Yeah. And everybody, it's a gift. You know, I yeah. don't know. We don't know any, you know, we have it today. We don't, we have this or that, but I mean, these opportunities God opens up to mm -hmm. us. We have to step back and say, as the psalmist said, I opened up, I'm going to start closing mm -hmm. with that salt. Remember the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Yeah. And we did this morning. We did right now is just go through seven or eight of those. But I like the fact that we're finishing up on, uh, but on this whole idea of prayer. And you think of your own life. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's really good to keep a prayer journal. Yes, you know, said I had before. Yeah. Um, we did this with our children when we lived in Thailand, and we we were you dated like you know. I find that these nows are going through all our stuff in the garage and that. But then we'd say we really specific. We need a motorcycle because we want to get up to these, or we need a house that has a fence around it very because the mm -hmm. kids want to play outside and back then they had these dogs that kind of run wild so we prayed real specific and i can't say all the prayers were answered but it's amazing how many prayers why because you included god in the process you could do it all on your own you finish it i always say you know we could go from here in a boat to canada the two of us rowing the boat we could do it we're gonna be tired fatigued calloused hands or we could get in that same boat hoist up a sail and let that wind take us. Now we're going to still have to work the rudder. <laughs> Which way do you want to do that? You know, that's what I say with prayer. Yeah, you could do stuff on your own, and it's going to be laborious. You could cut your back lawn with a pair of scissors. You know, or you could get a power lawnmower. Yeah, prayer is the power lawnmower. Mm -hmm. Include God, and I'm telling this to share with all our listeners as we go into this brand new year. Man, you become a Christian, you learn how to pray. It says in Hebrews chapter four come boldly mm -hmm. to the throne room of grace. That's into the, God's very presence and ask him what you need and you will obtain mercy and grace. It's an invitation. Yeah, that, that was one of the biggest things because I always thought I had to go through a priest they, to have my sins forgiven. And prior to Christ coming down on the cross, they did regular sacrifices of animals. The curtains were ripped in the tabernacle to say once Christ's blood was shed, we can go directly. 
We don't have to wait in line in a confessional, you know, and say ten our fathers, four Hail Marys. You know, the way everything I was instructed to do. Um, I'm not criticizing any situation, but it it is really incredible to think you can talk to the Creator of the universe, especially that when you get with other Christians. Yeah, I think amplify. That's where the power comes. In. I think there's amplification. Yeah, there sure is. Yeah. Yes, and so we've seen it in the life. Wherever of your, two or more are gathered, look at look at Tristan. How God on the universe, a Christian college, Christian girl, that's yeah. his wife. Right, There's, all around us we see these kind of things. You know, we needed a venue to have men's Bible study. Something opens over here. This radio station opens over there. We don't know what's coming this year. You, you prayed for the right spouse for all your kids. Look at now. Look at you know. Same with me. You know and. You know, we pray that, you know, he remove uh, anyone else that's not right for our children right. immediately, and he does. And then you're like, how did that happen? Yeah, right. I didn't do that. And it's that was a sick, pray for all, No kidding. Well, it says never cease praying. Really. That's a good point. Pray without ceasing. But, it, you know, it is, we just, let's we'll go over those benefits real quick. Yeah. Well, number one, first and foremost, is you now have your sins forgiven through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not that something we did, mm -hmm. but through his sacrifice on the cross. Number two, we're now empowered to live a brand new life. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, there's no more guilt. It says there's chapter eight of Romans one, says now there's no condemnation for those that are mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Number three, we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. That's powerful, power, mm -hmm. powerful. Because the Holy Spirit, one of the things he does, he enlightens our minds. Yeah. So we can understand the scriptures. We can understand mysteries, and we can understand prophecy. Mm -hmm. We can understand prayer. Yeah, we can understand uh, how we uh, how the Holy Spirit gives us power over mm -hmm. demons. You know, forces of darkness. That's real stuff. No, it is real. You know, lead us out into temptation, but deliver us from mm -hmm. Put on the whole armor of God. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uh, number the other one we have is we have influence. We have we have something to share with others. Yeah, that can change their lives forever. Yes. Think about that. Yeah. If you, we have a duty as a Christian, as God, as Jesus said, when he ascended, you know, the main mission was to go out and create disciples yeah. all over the globe. Right. And we have a mission, not only to become Christians, but to follow in the mission he gave us. Exactly right. You can, you, you know, you can teach somebody to read or write and they're going to have a better life. You know, they could teach mm -hmm. them high skills, better computers. But if you teach somebody how to come to Christ yeah. and have a, you, you've influenced that person for eternity, yeah. you change your life for eternity. So we have power of influence now. The other thing we have is community. Yes. We have each other. We have church. Uh, just Christian music alone, David, come up. Even unbelievers like the song Amazing Christ. They do. How great thou art. Oh, holy night, silent night, hark the hip. Yeah. It's all Christian. Yeah. I'm just serious. I've got a few. Adoption into God's family, God's protection and power, a new life in Jesus Christ, and then victory over death and eternal life. Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. That we don't have that fear, that morbid fear of death that we once had. Because that drives how you live. Exactly. If you have the fear that it's over. Yeah. And how am I going to die? If you if you live life with the end in view, you're going to live a good life. You sure are. You think that's it? Yeah. So we'll pick this up, I think, next week, Dave. Well, I think you're going to shift and see how Christianity influenced culture and history uh, through the ages with schools, hospitals, clinics, literacy, on and on. Yeah. And uh, so maybe we will close in a word of prayer. Maybe somebody's listening this day. It's a brand new year. Maybe you want to start a brand new life. And the way you do that is is just simply acknowledging you're a sinner in need of a Savior and then pray. Like, David, you want to lead the prayer, or I could, but just the idea that the, if you genuinely believe that, you know, 
I don't want my life to keep going in the direction. I want to turn my back on sin, what the Bible calls repentance, and I want to receive Jesus Christ into my heart. Yes. So you can say a simple prayer um, if you have not given your life to Jesus. You know, so I invite you to think it over. If you'd like to say this uh, with me, please do. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God that you died on the cross to rescue me from sin and death and to restore me to the Father. I choose now to turn from my sins, my self-centeredness, and every part of my life that does not please you. I choose you. I give myself to you. I receive your forgiveness and ask you to take your rightful place in my life as my Savior and Lord. Come reign in my heart, Fill me with your love and your life and help me to become a person who is truly loving, a person like you. Restore me, Jesus. Live in me. Love through me. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Very, very Happy good. New Year, everybody. I genuinely pray that you're, the Bible says you're a new creature in Christ and I would implore you. Now seek out that fellowship we talked about. Seek out a nearby church so you can grow. And believe me, you will start growing. You'll see a changed life. So God bless everyone that listened. Thanks, David. And uh, Thanks, Jan. God bless. God, God bless. God willing, we'll, we're going to touch on the benefits that Christian faith had throughout all human history and culture. God bless you all.